Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pop, pop, pop. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Hey, I've got a new name for a new, new idea for a nickname, though, that I'm thinking of uh, trying to spread around. What's that? Hotshot. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> Sam Hotshot Delaney. I like it. Self-nicknaming as well. That's always good. Well, yeah, like Nifty. Because, what you, as you know, what I like to do is create an elaborate backstory for my nicknames mm. that I then try to spread around. So, in mm. the end, it passes into folklore. Yeah, so, especially like, do it. You'll, yeah. you'll remember that a lot of the nifty persona was based around the idea that when I was young, I was used by a lot of villains to help in robberies because of the, my small niftiness. You said the idea. I thought that it was true. True fact. Well, there's a you know some of it. It's like everything, mate. It's like Robin Hood. Did he exist <laughs> or didn't he? Jesus. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of stories floating around the Middle East at that time. And, yeah. you know, was it one guy? Was it an amalgam of different guys? Same deal with Dick, of Jesus's. Same deal with Robin Hood's. What's, what's the plural of Jesus? Jesai. Jesai. A, pl- a tribe of Jesai. There was, marauding uh, around well, the people, people talk about, oh, there's a geezer hanging about, and he's he reckons he can do magic, right? And they and now he had a he had long hair, and then people. There's a few stories like that because you know what it's like. There's people like that everywhere. Do you know what I mean? There's loads of them. Every pub's got one. Some geezer who reckons that he's the son of God or what have you. Or Paul Daniels. And and in the end, everyone, in those days, there was no telly or Netflix, so Mm -hmm. a lot of people just told stories. Word of mouth, wasn't it? Yeah. Word of mouth, Mm -hmm. where you got your entertainment from. And so everyone's going on, oh, there's a geezer around our way who reckons he's the son of God, and he's he's always trying to do tricks and stuff like that, reckons he's magic. Right, mm. and in the end, over time, through generations, it all gets mm. amalgamated into stories of one person, right? Yeah. And it was the same deal with Robin Hood. There's mm. all sorts of fucking people running around Sherwood Forest up to Robin their tricks. Robin the rich and giving to the poor. And yeah. in the end, people make up this legend of Robin Hood. Next thing you know, Walt Disney's done a Fox version of him. Yeah. Right? Didn't and say after, that coming, did we? And it's after that, I, gotta, I tell you what, I've got a fucking twist on that Robin Hood thing. I'm going to turn him into a sexy fox. (laughs) And his bird's a vixen. And then, of course, everyone thought of him as a fox until ITV did Robin and Sherwood. And then we all thought of him as Michael Praed after that. And then Jason Connery. And then Jason Connery. And they thought of his boss as a talking magical (laughs) stag. (laughs) Who we have discussed in the past. We have, yeah. I I I think this podcast's got a talking magical stag somewhere out there. Yeah, it's called where it is yet. Self-producer. Yeah, <laughs> people think that we self-produce, but in fact, we are not often. Like maybe once or twice a year, we will be 
<laughs> we will be walking in some woods or something yeah. in Touch a some outdoor with space, <laughs> and a stag will suddenly appear to us yeah. and give and, and utter instructions. They're very often cryptic, but yeah. then we just have to work out what he's trying to say, tell us to do on the pod. Numbers are slowly growing. Continue. <laughs> Deep dive the twits. Do what, mate? <laughs> the twits? What, by Roldal? Yes, off. the twits do by it. Roldal. Fuck off, people want a football book. We're going to do fucking... We're going to do Terry McDermott next. No, the twits. <laughs> fucking trust me. Oh, all right, fair enough. You're the stag. <laughs> I'll call Andy. I'll call up Andy and go, Andy, uh, I've seen this... Yeah, I saw the stag too. Oh, good. So it just the me then. And, did, and he said that we should do that. Yeah, the twits by Roald Dahl. Yeah. Yeah. I had the exact same vision. I've just been out of board. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> I don't know We're why either, but there you go. We can't displease the stag. He moves, yeah. he, he, he operates in mysterious ways. Um, Dick Turpin, the same. Lots of legendary figures. So nifty, yeah, there's some truth in it. Mm. But some other stuff is just um, urban of, myth. For, and yeah. and um, a hot shot. Hotshot's mm. more one that I'm going to try to create. Do we, do we have a backstory of a hotshot, or is it just a word that feels I'm right? Gonna, I think enough time's passed now between me actually being at school and yeah. me not being at school is that I feel that I can make up more lies about things yeah. I achieved at school. Because I'm thinking off the some top people of my head, are dying off. Do you know what I'm I mean? I'm thinking off the top of my head, roller skating champion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, real, really simple, like completely unimaginative. As I've said before, I've never been a particularly talented footballer. I was a trier. I always turned up. I always played. But by no means so. I could count. Like my son asked me the other day what the best goal I ever scored was. And I can tell you it was fucking hard. I was not spoilt for choice. And my top three were all, were all achieved in like... Well, two of my top three were not even... I don't think they were in competitive games. They were scored yeah. in kick-arounds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, do yeah. they count? I only scored one in a competitive game, so that's, by default, that's my best the, ever goal. The best goal, yeah. It and was, when uh, I'm talking about competitives, I'm talking about five-a-sides, not in 11-a-sides. Not no, well, this was 11-a-side. It, uh, it was in what would now be called year six, I think. So that's the last year of primary. Last year of primary, and it was the yeah. houses versus against each other, a house oh, yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. So I was in Red House. Yeah. And uh, we got through to the final, and I scored the only goal of the final in what, was what must have been the 81st minute. Ball came so through one, one and one with the keeper. Yeah, and it was me chasing down the keeper, and I just got to it just before him and just tapped it past him into an empty net oh, and collided with him, towed it, and I collided with the keeper, and I was hurt. That's fucking dramatic. So I mate. was the hero on two levels. That does sound like a good goal. That's that that's is the quite only heroic. one. That's the only competitive goal I ever scored. I was normally sub for the skill team. Yeah, that's I a tell you the worst. This, this will this will give you an indication of how. I've had a lot of heartbreaking things. Football, playing football as a kid, involves a huge amount of heartache that I think mm. is under. I think it's sort of undervalued or underreported like people mm. talk about teenage heartbreak in romantic terms don't they yeah uh, but people don't talk enough about how some of the most damaging and like tra- traumatic things if I'm really honest happened around playing football when I was a kid I mean yeah. I've talked before about that time when I played for St George's which was the local Sunday league team yeah. and I was sub and then I quit 
um, mm. because I just wasn't getting selected enough. And it was just unpleasant. I mean, the manager and some of the lads, I mean, it was a fucking madhouse. It was like being in prison, mate. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, we were like 11, 12, and this bloke who fucking ran the thing, he was like a psychopath. He nicked everyone's passport. <laughs> and disappeared. In the UK? Yeah. He nicked everyone. Everyone had to submit them. He went, right, everyone's got a fucking... Bring their passports in next week. And everyone's going, oh, why? And he's going, because, don't ask stupid questions, cunts. It's because... Identification. You, you all got to prove your ages, didn't you? Because it was obviously age-related age yeah. leagues, right? Yeah. So we were like the under-12s or whatever. So everyone's going, oh, all right. So they all bring their passports. He goes, all right, leave with me. I'll go and do the necessary admin, and they shall be returned to you next week. He fucking disappeared. Off the face of the earth <laughs> with the passports. <laughs> Fucking sensational, not mine. I mean, you get some fellas who who will um, become priests or will act, uh, train to work in children's services for nefarious reasons yes. because they want to abuse children. Nonsense, You've got yeah. this fella who sets up a football team so he can do something like <laughs> a passport scam. Yeah, <laughs> which you've got a head into. Passport it's forgery. Great. Really it's elaborate and brilliant. <laughs> Um, so he, so yeah, so I don't know what happened to him. Then another bloke took over, and he was a bit of a cunt too. So anyway, I've told the story before, but I I quit, and and then after a few weeks, I sort of decided to go back one Sunday to watch them. And yeah, I, I would say a couple of months had passed since I'd last been to training, but I was so inconsequential to the whole setup at St George's, yeah. right? That I was there at an away game, just there to watch my mates playing. And I thought there'd be a bit of, oh, there's Sam, how you doing, mate, when you're coming back? But really, apart from my, I had three really good mates in the team. The, the others were just like, there's that kid who used to train with us sometimes. Yeah. And then, and then like, a kid went off at half-time, he had to go to the church, church boy, remember? Church boy had to oh, go yeah, to yeah. church for some yeah. sort, he had to attend a christening. And so the manager saw me stand on the sidelines, he goes, right, you're on. And I went, mum, don't play for you anymore. And yeah. he, went, I, he went, I don't know what you're talking about. Here's the kit, get on. I get had on. Church Boys kit and play in the mud without proper boots on. I fell on my arse and Street it was so shoes. humiliating. Anyway, another really humiliating thing, and I could do episodes on tiny, and I'd find it very cathartic to do so. Um, tiny, here. tiny footballing <laughs> traumas, right? Yeah. Here's one. At my primary school, none of this would have mattered, by the way, if I wasn't as into football as I was. Like, I've got mates, I've got some mates who weren't that good at football, but mm. didn't really matter. The reason that they weren't that good at it was because football, you know, they weren't ever that into football, so it wasn't something they played a lot, right? They were doing yeah. other shit. Like, at primary school, they'd be the kids who preferred to play war. <laughs> Did oh, you have yeah. kids like that? You're playing really. football, and then across the pitch, there's kids pretending to throw grenades at each other and ducking down on the floor and shouting, yeah. like, they're coming! Yeah, here come the nuts. Yeah, in we their had tanks. That in primary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about primary school. You'd have war Do you kids and what, football what, kids. Did, 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 was your was your version? I mean, it, it's probably wrong to say this now, but our version of that was called Japs in English. <laughs> no, I think ours was more Nazi based. Play, do you want to play Japs in English? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Which are you gonna be? <laughs> <I'm> fucking English. We're <laughs> gonna be a Jap, mate. <laughs> Different times, different, different times. times. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was war kids and football kids, but I was a football kid, right? I loved football. I lived and breathed football, right? Mm. 
I I even used to play when it got too dark to play outside. I'd often be playing out the front on my own up against the wall. When it got too dark. I'd go in and I would play in my bedroom. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I would put on my football boots and play in my bedroom, <laughs> which was a small room. And my mum would be going fucking ape shit because the racket it caused downstairs, right? Yeah. But that's how much I love football. And I'm actually remembering that. I used to sometimes, this is really embarrassing, I used to sometimes put on my full West Ham kit <laughs> with socks and shin pads <laughs> and boots and just kick a tennis ball around in my room, commentating on myself. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the the worst oh, thing God. was that basically the team, the first team at my primary school, which was very much a close <laughs> shot. But then again, so was Bobby Robson's England squad in those days. Like I, I always felt Bobby Robson for a long period never picked on form. He just picked yeah. the lads <clears throat> who were in the England squad. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah, they yeah, mainly played for the same teams. A lot of them played for Everton. Right. Whereas now Gareth Southgate picks the twenty-two youngest that he are just available. Fun. He just <laughs> finds, he rings around the clubs and go, "Got any English lads? Who's the youngest?" And he they go, "Yeah." The and he goes, oh, "I love him." England played last night. There was a couple of like there was a kid playing at left back who I'd never heard of or seen. Yeah, yeah. He's like, anyway. "How old is he? Twenty-four? No, too old. Too Real old. Good. I'm a bit cross about that actually because uh, Michael Antonio is basically the fucking top top form striker in the Premier League right now yeah. and he hasn't had a fucking sniff Tammy mm. Abrams doesn't even get the team at Chelsea anyway you that's a bit football you don't want it Sam you don't want it right because we had Kevin Phillips play for England yeah. and I was just terrified that he would pick up an injury and we'd be fucked well Dean and it Ashton, would be futile because it would be England Dean Ashton is the best there you striker yeah. England never had Right, and yeah. West Ham. West Ham been crying out for a star striker literally since the days of Cotty and McAvenny. And Pardew signed Dean Ashton. And this bloke was fucking dynamite. I mean, he would have ended up as a Champions League player. He would have ended up mm. at like Man U or something like that, right? He was incredible. He had the lot. He's one of the best players I've seen. So he goes off to fucking train with England for the first time, gets yeah. a nod for the England squad. And in fucking training... Sean Wright Phillips, there's no indication that he, it was dirty or anything. It was just like a challenge that went mm. wrong. Sean Wright Phillips, the smallest lad in the fucking squad, goes in for a tackle in his first day training with England. And that's it. His career's over. He was yeah. out for a year. He came back, played a couple of games, was out for another year. Then he just retired. And he was brilliant. And that was because of England. But of course, Sean Wright Phillips's heart, as Kevin Keegan said, was as big it's as, as his big body. As big as his body, if not yeah. bigger. If not bigger. <laughs> yeah. And I was, oh, he goes, he's, go. got a, he's got a heart as big as his body. No, this was it. He goes, he's got a heart as big as his body, and that's not big. But I tell you what, his heart's bigger. His heart's even bigger. I mean, yeah. your heart can't be bigger than your body. <laughs> well, Keegan will, didn't it? Returning Keegan's well. So, so the first the first team at my primary school was very much a closed shop, right? Mm. I felt. And I felt it was like there were certain kids who were very much in the coach's face. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And they were popular. They got on with the coach or whatever. Mm. And he just picked them. And I was a bit like, eh. Anyway, something happened. I can't remember what they did. But they all, en masse, misbehaved. Did they? Maybe it was a fight, right? I think it might right. have been a fight at a game where it got, got into an all-in brawl. And they fought their team. So the coach, right, the teacher has gone, right, you are all dropped for the next two games. 
There was about mm. two lads who hadn't got involved. <clears throat> Fucking couple of bo- couple of bottlers, right? Didn't get involved <laughs> in the scrap, so they were kept in. But there was basically a whole. You had to. He had to pick a whole new team, right? Yeah. Uh, for the next two games of lads who'd never had a chance even on the bench before, right? And I thought I've got to be in now. Didn't yeah. even fucking make the bench for that. What? And that, when that came out, I thought this is my chance. I was, I was all playing. There was no doubt in my mind that I'd be starting the next you game. Practiced in your bedroom, dear. Nice yeah, I've been practicing in the bedroom. Or... I've got yeah. no fucking doubt. Bear in mind, I played football every single day in the playground, non fucking yeah. stop. I played with all these lads who were the first teamers, right? And I just thought, well, it's a fucking shoeing. So what I'm going to do is, I'll just play out my skin in these two games and then I'll make myself undroppable I wonder what position so the team goes up on the fucking wall I've gone up to it I'm telling you there were kids on that team who didn't even play football seriously fucking hell they didn't really? even play they were war kids I, war kids got picked ahead of me you can tell by my voice I still feel a sense of injustice I think it was wrong I think I did deserve a place in that team but fucking war kids I wasn't a great player I wasn't a good player I was I was. De- I mean, I'm not one of these guys who can't kick the ball. I can play football. I can play football to a decent standard. But I just felt that was fucking. That was traumatic to me, Andy. Like, mm. you know, in terms of my self-esteem, that was traumatic. And that's just one. That's probably one of my earliest memories of like that. Felt like the what such a slight. Just like mate. Even when ever it's like say if everyone saying like Roy the Rovers in Basram, everyone gets mm. shot. Right, yeah, of course. And you're one of the survivors, but Roy still goes out and would rather sign two lads from Spandau Ballet than stick you in the it, team. It, it was like yeah, that. I bet. So that, was this? Yeah. Was this? Was this primary? Was this the year? This six? is primary. This was in right. year five or six. Yeah. Because our our school team, we only had one team for the whole school, and so you had to be a year six to get. Oh in yeah, the team. that was it. Yeah, this so would have been extraordinarily good. It would. It would have been year six. Yeah. But we had a similar on mass thing. Our mm. school team quit on mass, and I can't remember well, why it was. They went on strike or something. It was, it was a something. political. Th- it was just a, it might well, during the miners' the, era. There was a lot of industrial well, action. There was they a lot of this, watching the news. Yeah, especially in the northeast. In there was the a north, lot of this yeah. went on. It, it happened at secondary school as well, where the kids went on strike and picked at the school gates and threw rocks at the teachers' cars. Well, well, well the that should park. happen more. Kids, yeah, people should. should go, kids should go on strike more. They should be taught about striking at school. Yeah, and you should actually do mock strikes. Exactly. Yeah. So the the year six the year sixes on mass quit, which mm. gave us the year fives a chance into the team playing against year sixes from other schools. Amazing. So yeah. we were like we thought we wouldn't get anywhere near the school team till the next year, and yeah. we were in. We were in yeah. with about six games of the season left, a yeah. whole new team, For and them. I was in there and I was yeah. playing inside left. Because our right. teacher, our, our school teacher, uh, favoured the WM formation of oh, Sir Alf Ramsey. Oh, so he Ramsey. still used all those weird old-fashioned terms, yeah. <laughs> Inside left and uh, yeah. right half and all that right sort of half. thing. You're right half, but you're like, what are you on about, sir? <laughs> right half, I said. <laughs> Go and get the books, look it up. Sir Alf Ramsey's <laughs> soccer book of skills, it's in there. <laughs> Jalapeno. If you like what you've been listening to on Top Flight Time Machine, why not consider heading over to patreon.com slash Machine, where you can subscribe. Uh, not only does your monthly subscription help support this podcast and keep it going, it also gives you access to a huge amount of extra exclusive content. Loads of extra episodes, yeah. You'll be getting an episode a day. And Pretty it much. costs less than a fiver. Less than a pint. Whether a you month. like it or not. 
Go to tftimemachine.com slash iron filings to find out more and get involved. There's t-shirts and everything. I mean, for fuck's sake, what more do you want? Jalapeño. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. So we got in a year, a year early. That was fucking great. But I don't know what... It might be something to do with the kits. I think they might have kicked off because they were told they had to go and wash their kits at home or something. And, and before like, that, the that. school That's did it. That's your job, sir. Yeah, so they <laughs> you wash my off. fucking kit, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so they sacked it off. But um, yeah, different times. It's tough um, not getting picked. But my best mate now, right? Um, I'll just say before you before you go any further, we'll have this as a topic if people want to send things in. Yeah, your footballing slights. Yeah, yeah. Just me, the more trivial, the better. Footballing traumas, not to do with mm. your team. No one cares about sport and your team. That's it's just fucking nonsense, anyway. I yeah. mean, if you really think about it, right? Aligning your own emotional well-being um, with that of a football club, which really is borderline an abstract fucking entity, right? To a, to a transient group of men. Exactly. In, in, in same coloured shirts that you happen yeah, to favour. Yeah, in, in, in colourful outfits. <laughs> like <laughs> jesters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I mean, uh, I think it gets... You would think it would get better as <laughs> as football evolved, but it gets worse. Like, you never see it more than in the transfer window. Transfer deadline <laughs> day. I now... I used to love it, and now I just think it is so stupid, right? Yeah. I used to love it, and people used to love it in an ironic way, and you'd go, mm. oh... I've got the kids' stockings out and we've got the tree up because it's transfer deadline day. And do you know what I mean? I still dress up as Jim White in the morning. The kids know it's me, but it's still part of the fun, right? Now, all that irony about being big deal is gone. And there are a generation of younger fans who are fucking dead serious. And they, they, they think... It's almost like they believe that the league is decided not upon who gets the most points by playing games... Mm but who has the best transfer window, right? And mm. it's so stupid. And the rage with <clears> which people <throat> respond about their own club, like spoiled children, you didn't buy the player I wanted you to buy. Why mm. not? Spend the money, buy a player that I want you to buy, so then I can feel happy. And by the way, no transfer makes you happy. You're living a lie. If you think yeah. that your club buying a player that you've become obsessed with, right, is going to improve your team... Make a blind bit of difference your season and improve you individually, your emotions, right? Enrich your soul. It will not. 
No, you got not. to fucking. You got to put all of that aside and take a long, hard look at yourself, mate. I mean, I learned this years ago. I learned this years ago. Sunderland has ruined the career of many a promising player. Yeah. It's almost like a curse. So, you know, I don't get It makes no fucking anyone. odds. It makes no odds who comes in. You know, at the end of the day, West Ham falling over themselves, fans practically going, fucking man. People post that meme of the dad from South Park ejaculating all over his computer. You know that <laughs> meme, right? It's disgusting. You know what? That's escaped me, that one. I've not seen it. Right, well, look, look for it. Because they'll always go. Maybe it's a West Ham thing. Maybe it's this exclusive job. <laughs> but these kids, they post me when we sign whoever. Insert yeah. name. Insert name of a foreign player that you hadn't fucking heard of five minutes ago. But now you think he's like, yeah. you know, the be all and end all of your club's future. Right. And they'll go me when we announce so and so. And it'll be the bloke like ejaculating over a computer. And you think you fucking losers. Like, no, it doesn't fucking matter. And plus... You get all it. If you look at to use West Ham as an example, but you could use any club. You know the fans going absolutely fucking apeshit when we sign, let's say Felipe Anderson for a record signing from Lazio a few years ago. That cunt, mm. he's he's barely lifted a finger for two years, and now he's fucked off on loan to Porto, right? But we're all like, yeah. oh my god! And if you compare that to, for instance, we signed Mikel Antonio about five or six years ago. No one had heard of him. There'd been no rumours. He just got signed out the blue from Nottingham Forest on transfer deadline day for not much money, right? Yeah. And was just thought as backup. He, five, six years later, is consistently, you know, our best player, has scored loads of goals, had an amazing career at the club. So you don't fucking know, right? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Stop caring about transfers. And in fact, stop caring about your football football club. Yeah. Still caring about football. You are, I mean, if, if you're, if, you're an adult, do you know what I mean? If, if there's one thing that the internet's been responsible for, it's the proliferation of what's called football Twitter, which yeah. is the most rabid fucking deranged section of the social media world I can think of. Then you've got podcasts. You've got people doing podcasts about their team, podcasts yeah. about football. They do. I mean, I know you do one. I do one I mean, about West Ham. Do, do, do you talk about football? Are they? <laughs> yeah, I do. Fuck it ne- Never listen to it because you'll you'll judge me and you'll judge me correctly. But I try. I don't know what I do with it. I try not to get in too deep into the detail. I try to talk <laughs> about how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it all about Ham. you. I try to, yeah. Do you do do you do ones where you do you do special episodes where you have a preview of the weekend's game and like you predict what the lineup will be and all that sort of thing? Oh well, yeah, we did one episode where it was during lockdown. There was no football to talk about, so we had to really diversify. Although it was quite good because we interviewed quite a lot of ex-players, which I liked because they were like childhood heroes, you know. Uh, but one, I had to look back through the titles of episodes recently because I was doing my invoice. <laughs> To the Athletic, <laughs> <laughs> better go on iTunes and look what fucking what what episodes I've been presenting, right? <laughs> and then write them on this invoice here. So I like I uh, and one was just called "What is Moise's starting eleven this season?" And I thought, "Fuck me, look, that's forty five minutes long." We spoke for forty five minutes about what we reckon the first eleven would be. Bloody hell! <laughs> How long did we spend Jesus on each Christ. position? It but, is possible. You know, people like it. But listen, yeah, I mean, all right, f- fine. I hold my hands up and say I do a football podcast. But people do take it all a bit too seriously and they let it affect their own happiness too much. And it's just pathetic. If you really think about it, life's complicated enough already, you know. Yeah. By all means, be happy when you win. But if you lose, just go, ah, fuck it. 
yeah, there'll be another one next week. I might win that one. I mean, my mate got depressed. Important. I've got a mate who, who was suffering from depression, and when I asked him why, he actually cited the fortunes of his teams as one of the main two factors. <sighs> it's not, though. It's, and by the way, do you be. know what the other factor was? Brexit. What? Right. So, no, there's got to be something else. He's just pinning that on, yeah, on those yeah, things. Yeah, it's got to be something not, else. He might not see it. Do you but know what I mean? He hasn't realised, yeah. 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 You've got yeah, to dig it deeper. It can't be that. Fucking you know hell. what? Dig deeper. This is what I do. In fact, I'm going to do a new podcast called Digging Deeper with Sam Delaney. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sam and Digger Delaney. That's you better think, than you think, And it'll be me interviewing someone else about their feelings and their struggle with mental health whilst we dig a hole together. Yeah. That's exactly. actually a good idea. It's that metaphorical be a TV and literal, too. isn't it? Digging yeah. Deeper with Sam Delaney. So I'm sort of doing, we're doing a sort of group therapy session, but in yeah. a hole that we ourselves have dug in. Yeah. Fucking Definitely. hell. I like that. Yeah, idea. that's good. Yeah, no, it's like, listen, you think it's to do with Brexit or you think it's to do with your team losing or you think, you might even think it's to do with, you know, your relationship with your wife or whatever or work, you don't like your job. Dig a little bit deeper, keep mm. digging, and in the end you'll see it's not to do with that. It's to do with that time when you were 10 and the whole fucking first team got sacked and you still. Didn't get didn't picked. Didn't get in a team. It all goes and, back and, to that. And, and some war kids were picked ahead of you. And it will go back to that, I guarantee it. And you'll think, yeah, that is where my self-esteem issues really started. And I've yeah. never really got over them. It does. Um, while we're on the subject of football, should we do some predictions? Because this weekend, the yeah. Premier League is out of action. It's uh, the, what's it called? The the, the U, UEFA Nations League? It's fucking... It's it's called the League of Cunts. Yeah, the League of Cunts is on this weekend. We had a, we, England are involved over the weekend. They had a friendly last night, which was England played like was that a friendly? Futile. Listen uh, to what the, well, I'm, I'm going to Wales today. Now I'm going on my hike, and we beat Wales three 0 last night. Are you allowed to Yeah, mate. I'm not breaking the law. It's it's not North Wales. North Wales is on lockdown. This is like oh, is the Brecon Beacons. All right. Yeah. Oh, and this is this weekend, is it? I'm going straight after I finish recording Fucking this. Hell. All right, and best of luck with that then. Len went to me. Oh, remember to wear your England shirt. And I went, what? He went, we beat <laughs> Wales 3-0 last night. Wearing his shirt. I went, you're fucking nuts. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oi, oi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bowling in some Welsh boozer. Hey, <laughs> all right, cunts. How's it feel to lose 3-0? Nah, I'm only joking, lads. <laughs> Don't be like that. Batter, it? <laughs> Don't be like that. Like the drinks up. <laughs> Up by the Heineken Zero. <laughs> what are you cunts having? I'm fucking minted, innit? I'm a podcaster from London. Drinks are on me and peanuts all round and all. I've come over here to have a walk around, get my head straight. <laughs> You're probably all a bit poor, ain't ya? Hey, I'll have some money. You'll probably be poor since the mines closed down. Go on, give <laughs> us a song. <laughs> You've got lovely singing voices, ain't ya? Yeah, is it true that all your Dorises are dead dirty? That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, best to look with that. Anyway. No, I'll keep my head down. I've got the random um, mm. prediction thing, blob, to mm. churn up some fixtures for us. Here we go. Um, I'll go first if you want. Luxembourg versus Cyprus. 
Uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Genuine fixture that's on this weekend. football match. <laughs> and not only that, it's behind closed doors as well, which just what? adds to the utter futility of it. If no one's watching, if I was one of those players, I'd turn up. If I was one of the Cypriots, I'd go, hey, listen, Luxembourg, not a fucking watch. None of us any good anyway. Let's just toss a coin. <laughs> Let's toss a coin, decide winner. Then we all have a drink and a dance, yeah? A little yeah. boogie together. Socially distanced, obviously. We Actually, go out into that. the town. We go to the disco, maybe meet some nice girls. It's good fun. Ain't <laughs> no point all getting sweaty. We toss a coin, whoever wins gets it 3-0. Then we go out. So I'm going to go 3-0. Go, um, then it's three boogie nils, time. 3-0 Cyprus. I'll go 4-0 Cyprus. 4-0 Cyprus. Uh, proper match next, sort of. Ukraine versus Germany. Uh, Ukraine 1, Germany 2. Ukraine 1, Germany 2. I will go for... Uh... Oh, I'm going to go the same. I'm sorry. 2-1, okay. Germany. Sorry about that. Um, Spain versus Switzerland. Uh, I'll go first here. I think 3-0 to Spain. I'll say 2-0 Spain. 2-0 Spain. Armenia versus Georgia. Fuck yeah, now that just sounds like a, a really horrible war, doesn't yeah. it? It just sounds like a war that would where the worst atrocities would take place. Is there not a war going on at the minute? I think Armenia and Azerbaijan are going at it. Yeah, like these countries, they fucking the they love a war, don't they? Well, mm. that's unfair. I'm sure they don't love it, but the all I'm saying is they're, they're, they're good at it. Yeah, they're, they're never shy to get involved. Yeah, war kids. Yeah, they're fucking good at wars. Do you want to play Armenia, Georgia? Yeah, all right. Who are you going to be? Fucking Armenian, mate, obviously. I'm not a fucking cunt. <laughs> all right, Armenia, Georgia, predict. One all. One all. I'm going to say one nil to uh, Armenia. Because they're currently in a war and they're full of spunk. <laughs> Uh, finally, that, England. Their, their tails will be up. Tails will be up, exactly. England versus Belgium. <laughs> oh, is this uh, in England? Not that it makes a difference. Uh, There's no fans is that anyway. Six we've done now. One, two, three, four. That's the fifth one. England versus Belgium. Um, I'll go first. Um, two, two. I'm going to say one, one. Okay, fair enough. That's the predictions there. It's just random names and numbers, basically. Uh, have we got um, uh, Ask Roger? What are we going to do? A couple of people have been in touch with Ask Rogers. We, he hasn't Roger done Taylor, his section course, for a queen. while. Roger Taylor really kindly does responses to any sort of consumer yeah. um, advice you, you require. Hmm. Uh, let's just look up. Jeremy Doig got in touch, didn't he? Question for Life Logistics. Should I buy brand name printer ink cartridges or experiment with Russian prison tattoo <clears throat> ink syringes. And he says, P.S., I'm a lord of Sealand. All right, and, okay. And Roger's written back, he said, yeah, good question. With branded printer cartridges costing upwards of £40 a set, it's no surprise that a, a lot of guys turn to cheap alternatives. Uh, question is, do third-party printer ink cartridges really do the job you need? Well... I personally, I've got a Hewlett Packard all-in-one printer, and uh, 
I actually subscribe to the printer to the cartridge renewal offer that they do on Amazon. So you just I use a lot of ink. Um, I print out all my letters. I never send emails. So all of my correspondence is still done the old fashioned way. I'm a I'm a devotee of the hard copy. Always have <laughs> I just, been. I just believe in it. I, I I believe that a hard copy carries more soul. You know what I mean? Carries more weight. Yeah, uh, people know you. Intellectual heft. They know you're serious, and I write a lot of letters. I write a lot of complaint letters to various different consumer outlets um, because I'm a stickler for detail. So yeah, I like good good ink, and I always use brand name Hewlett Packard despite the cost. But let me tell you, a, a real good tip is it's not just the ink. If, if you are paying for expensive ink but skimping on your paper, then it's a false economy. It's a false economy because if you get the cheapest paper available to you, then the ink, no matter how good quality it is, is, is liable to smudge, and it, it will be. It, it won't. It won't carry that same integrity. That, it's kind of uh, like. Think is it's really kind of like. It's kind of like putting chip pan fat into the tank of a Rolls Royce. It's kind of productive. Don't That's do right. It. Um, I also like so, to print out all the lyrics. To all the Queen songs when we're rehearsing for a new world tour. I print out the lyrics and I print out for the guys all of the notation, the musical notation of all the songs so they can read them as they're playing and they're rehearsing. I think it makes us a stronger band. John Deacon, uh, former bass guitar player, he, he, uh, he wrote Can I just gr- say, John, if you're listening, the door's always open. John, we had our differences. Some of them were musical, some of them were personal. But you and I both know that a lot of them surrounded your choice of paper to use whilst printing out lyrics. Um, Freddie had died and I felt the band was rebuilding again. Uh, We had a couple of guest singers and things were going fine. But you insisted on skimping on paper stock to print out the lyrics for your own songs. You wouldn't print out the lyrics for anyone else's songs. Now, we all know you wrote Another One Bites the Dust. Okay, (laughs) It's a great little tune. It was a hit for us, but we had loads of hits. But you were so protective, and you used brand. Uh, if I, if memory serves, you always went for an Epson printer, good brand, decent printer, and you used Epson own brand ink too. Fine, but why or why did you use that thin, lightweight, recycled paper stock? Supermarket brand paper. No need. We're you queen. We've got cash <laughs> in the bank. <laughs> The record company will buy us paper. Sure, it's recoupable. But, you know, it's a drop in the ocean when you think of the live ticket sales we were still to, able to deliver. I mean, it's not as if we have to print out the tickets anymore. <laughs> the tickets are digital, John. That night in Rio, you let us all down, OK? The lyrics got smudged to Another One Bites the Dust. And you know that none of us are good at remembering lyrics, even to our biggest hits. The performance was a mess. And that was why you had to go, John. But I'm hoping, if you are listening, that you've rethought your approach to both ink and paper and are willing to make some compromises. Come back to the band. Come back to the family, John. (laughs) So. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Roger Taylor there. Uh, If you've got any uh, queries for Roger Taylor on any kind of consumer matter, um, send them in and we'll get them over to him. That's about it, Sam. Um, yeah. Very quickly, good or bad, um, oh. there's a proliferation of half Christmas trees 
which you, if you can't be asked to decorate the back of your Christmas tree, it's just flat down the back and you put <laughs> it up against the wall. Good or bad? Bad. I'm a traditionalist. Okay, okay fine. I'll leave it there then. Um, that's <laughs> it from this one. Good luck with your weekend of um, stomping around wheels. Yeah, hope you don't um, die. We'll be back uh, next week with more of this shit. Uh, TTFN, dickheads. TTFN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.